0: Hey everybody, this is Brett, one of your hosts. Welcome to Broadcast from the Dispatch, an indie comic podcast brought to you by the Indie Comics Dispatch. The Indie Comics Dispatch is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to bringing you news, reviews, and more information about indie comics. As a nonprofit organization, we couldn't do much without our supporters. First of all, I want to thank our patrons. You too can become a patron of Indie Comics Dispatch by going to patreoncom slash Dispatch. That's comics with an X. Uh, there, you can sign up for as little as three dollars a month and really help us continue to pay the bills and bring you new information on the world of indie comics. Also, I wanna thank our sponsor, Comics Wellspring. Guys, if you need a comic book printed, if you need any print product done, Comics Wellspring is the place to get it done. From very competitive prices to top-notch customer service, Comics Wellspring has it all. Please check them out, and if you need any of their services, contact them today at comics, again, comics with an X, comicswellspring.com. And without any further ado, here's this week's episode of broadcasts from the dispatch. Hey everybody, this is Brett with Indie Comics Dispatch and broadcasting from an undisclosed location deep within the Milky Way galaxy. This is broadcast from the dispatch. Oh, <laughs> 2, Good morning, Brian.
1: Good morning, Brad. How you doing, man?
0: Doing good. So um, people watching this maybe live or no, it's not live. You might be watching it yeah. streaming live, but it's not live. Um, and people listening on the podcast, we are uh, trying a new format. Um, Brian and I are going to go deeper into um, some topics. We'll hopefully still have some guests as they can um, match up with our recording times. Um but we are trying a different format where we pre-record the show um, at a time when both of us are available because the evenings kind of kept on. Man, I'll be honest, I'm exhausted
1: in the evenings. Uh, I want to say I'm exhausted, but I'm not. I'm at work now. Uh, my work schedule changed. You're exhausted. Yeah, new job, just seven wasn't kids. Working. Seven. The comics, that's the real yeah, thing. Right? That's a real thing. Seven uh, kids. Yeah. Um.
0: So we're trying this, we're trying this to, to record. And I think it's going to be good. I think, I think I like this format better. And I think I like the series that we're going to be doing about kind of come from conception to a uh, printed comic book. Uh, we'll be doing a series of podcasts on that um, with maybe some interviews interspersed here and there too, as we move through. But um, I think that it would be, it's great for people new to the indie comic industry and some people that think they have maybe been around for a long time and think they have it all figured out, um, but maybe they could write some better books
1: Oh man if, if if somebody does have it all figured out i need them to tell me right um as well because i certainly don't and let's be let's be honest brett you just like talking mess in the two of us so i do um i feel like it works <laughs> you
0: know what some of our highest listened to shows are
1: Just the two of us talking. Just the two of us talking. (laughs) You know, I guess people like it. You know, we'll go. go (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's going to be good. Um, I think that a lot of what happens in indie comics in general is that we start to focus on ourselves. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean that like you and I, but I mean in general, like everybody wants to put their book out. Everybody wants to press from their book. Everybody wants to get the marketing out. And that's such a difficult Mm -hmm. uh, place to be in that sometimes we lose. Uh, sight and focus of the craft of making these books and kind of why we really, really ultimately started doing them. So I think kind of scaling back, I guess if that's the word and, yeah. and and kind of retooling, I think is a great way to to accentuate the art form that we're in and, and, and that kind of a thing.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm and if there might be you know i am the most patient person in the world brian um yes. i never want to rush things i never want to just jump <laughs> jump steps
1: yeah yeah <laughs> ask, ask your editor if that's the case
0: <laughs> no i don't want to. um and i i think a lot of creators are like me in that we have this idea oh my god here's an artist let's go like
1: yeah
0: they yeah. just want to hit that pedal and somebody if you have good friends uh who will tell you the truth um they'll tell you no wait um (laughs) make sure this is a good idea let's flesh this out why is this person doing that and so that's kind of the the first step we're going to be talking about today is you have this idea what's the first step to getting
1: it on paper and it's
0: not a script Um, yes
1: oh definitely please please i mean look if you are if you are frank miller you can put right. your idea directly on script. And uh, even Frank Miller is not always going to be great. Like, let's be nope. honest. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you are not Frank Miller or Alan Moore or one of these guys, mm-hmm. take all the steps you can. And I, have, I I feel like a lot of, again, we lose some of this because uh, we feel like we have a finite amount of time uh, to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're also excited, man. Anytime you get an idea, yeah. and you get to, you can... I think comics are a space where you can visualize or have it visualized for you something that you've seen in your head for such a long time Mm -hmm. and now it's in front of you and so you really really want to do it and you want to go now and that doesn't always lead to the best product
0: yeah i know you and i have both read because we we've talked about some of them and we won't name any on on the show but damn it (laughs) these books where you read issue one it's like okay cool i don't see where this is going and then issue two comes out and it's like another issue one and they kind of ignore everything that really happened in issue one to kind of really start that plot
1: yeah you know um yes there have been quite a few that do that and I hmm again comics are a medium where we, we've we've seen it before um where you can do a, a Rambo clone movie right like yeah. lone gunman against a bunch of people who does we've seen that enough times to know uh, the story threads that are going to be there. And we're going for the thrills. Uh, comics aren't that easy to do like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mm-hmm. do Superman clones, but you don't have the Superman history. Yeah, Like they're doing a Superman like they're doing an, an action comics mm-hmm. issue one where you didn't really have all that background about Superman. He's just this guy. He lifts a car. He does some cool stuff. Yeah, And they're doing that in 2022 with their character. And they're just assuming like you got to like this character you should you should know he's really cool right. and it's like but why is he really cool what yeah. makes him really cool and so those are the things that um again sometimes it just gets lost and that's that's a storytelling mm-hmm. mechanic that's a planning mechanic that's a everything you know what i mean it's 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 everything that you're doing in your comics and stuff
0: and you talked about these clones and that's one of the things that comes up in the the it's still in your head phase or it should come up when it's still in your head phase where people are like it's like superman but he really likes soccer <laughs> well, do we need a Superman who really likes soccer? Like, right. take your idea and be a little critical with it. Like, if it's just like Green Arrow, but he shoots something slightly different, like, do does the world need that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that I've read and we again, we've read books that are like that, all of them. I don't want to say all of them are like that. Um, people as an editor, people have come back with the retort to me that like, you know, no, no new stories can be told. Nothing's new under the sun. Which is which is only half true, right? The story of like boy meets girl, they fall Mm -hmm. in love, they break up like, yeah, you're going to tell that a billion times, but you can tell it in so many in in a billion different ways. And that makes the difference. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you said, Superman who likes soccer, there is no difference. It's there's That's not the story unless the story hook is a soccer game. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, and we should be really be calling it football at this point world cup is on i have friends that (laughs) are going to really be like what are you doing um but um uh, a a lot of times and um i blame wolverine for this more than i do superman uh is people want to make indestructible heroes Mm -hmm. which i get Mm -hmm. um because all your comic characters are indestructible if you want them to be right Uh, but wolverine can't he's got the healing factor he's got the Bones of metal, and he can do this, and he can he can do all of these things. Um, and people want their characters to be that way because we sometimes be, we equate um, immortality to longevity and storytelling. Mm-hmm. And that though the two don't necessarily go hand in hand. No. Um, look at Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd has been around for a long time, and he yeah. ages like you know, inappropriate years. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that, but that's another storytelling mechanic. You don't have to make an invincible hero in order for them to be timeless. Yeah. Uh, and so those are good. the Get yourself an editor. Or again, like get a get a get a group of real friends or a person who will actually give you the truth.
0: Uh, yeah, who will sit there and go like, this doesn't make sense or this is unnecessary. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and those are the things as a as a creator yourself, because I know my experience with it, but as mm-hmm. a creator, Uh, yourself how is that give and take with 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 people
0: oh like when they're like when you're giving me feedback
1: i wasn't gonna say me i mean yes (laughs) yes it's me but i was i was i thought we weren't gonna name names
0: um i'm gonna name (laughs) your name no no Uh, so so I mean, so I do have a group of people, right? You being one of them, um, my wife being one of them, um, Malachi Bailey from Ringless Comics also being one of them, um, and then a couple other people who uh, I I run stuff past. Um, And, man, when you create something that's so personal to you, it can sometimes piss you off when people don't see what you're trying to say. But sometimes you're not really saying it. And that's the problem, right? Like you, you think, you know, it all, you think you put it all down, but so much lives up here and maybe you haven't thought through everything too, because you just, you're in love with your great idea. Um, I equate creating to having a baby and everybody thinks their newborn baby is cute. But the simple fact of the matter is there's a lot of ugly babies out there. We just don't like to talk about them. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's definitely true. And again, as a, as a, uh i feel like a lot of times we edit in Wingless comics we edit not as a group necessarily but like it's an uh, an organic mm-hmm. kind of editing process in which we'll run it past each other in different forms before the like the final yeah. like edit edit um and i think that that one helps and it kind of softens the blow yeah but speaking as an editor um when i've worked on various projects what I run into is, is that right? A lot of the story lives in somebody's head. And the moment I ask a question, and someone says, Oh, well, what you don't know is or a phrase, that's like that, right, then I have to remind them, like, neither does the reader. Yeah, or um, of the best mysteries, uh, give you all the information, mm-hmm. like you have it there. You just don't know how all the pieces fit together. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when we try to create mystery, or we don't want to give away the plot or we don't want to give away whatever it is um, to our stories. We just leave out information. But it's information that's important. It's not yeah. like the minutia. It's the, like, we, I need to know that somebody died. You can't yeah. just mysteriously off-panel them, right? Like, I need yeah. to know this. Um, and, and again, we don't do that because there, there's I've this... read,
0: I've read mainstream books like that where, like, it's building to something, building to something, and then the ending is something completely different than anything, and there's right. no no trail you could follow to get to where they got to it was just this total left turn and you you get to the end of the story and you feel kind of robbed
1: right yeah i remember there was a movie it was an ashley judd movie um where she was playing like this detective or whatever Mm -hmm. and every night she would like drink a bottle of wine and basically pass out right Mm -hmm. and then like a murder would happen and it was like oh the murder mystery and it was like obviously the wine is drugged. Like it, right. So there was no, like the mystery was not a mystery. All they did was mm-hmm. just hide a bunch of stuff from you. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it was like, oh, plot twist. Her mentor is the killer. What? <sighs> like what? there were, what? you know, I, I I still like um man, Silence of the Lambs. Uh-huh. It's still a great movie to me. It still holds up. And honestly, every time I watch it, every single time I watch it, I'm like, well, how do they catch, how do they catch this guy? you know and i know Uh that it tells you and she sees this little thing and blah 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 and i've I've, again i've seen it a hundred times right but i'm still always in confusion up until the end when it's that one little minute detail that gives you the entire puzzle because you've had the entire puzzle you again you just didn't know how to fit it into each little separate thing and
0: uh, have you ever seen the movie memento yes yeah another great one where all the information's there it's told in a really weird way, of course, to help Mm -hmm. that helps hide that information, but it's all there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. same with um, Sixth Sense, right? Yeah. Before, before everybody could guess Shyamalan, right? And so I hate the people now that go back and we're like, I knew he was dead the whole time. No, nobody did. No, no one knew. No, because everybody would have blasted it everywhere, right? Like, and so everybody was surprised. And it was really, really dope. But again, all the information was right there for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those those elements um, make Agatha Christie. Obviously, I can't talk about mysteries without so talking about Agatha Christie. Right. Like yeah. uh, I forget the the one. Right. But like she tells you she's the killer in the first page. Yeah. You just don't know she told you until the last page. and You're like,
0: oh, she- oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's,
1: it's amazing. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, it, it's as a creative person or as creative people. I feel like sometimes we have so many ideas going on in our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, that we gloss over the things that not we don't we don't deem unimportant, but we assume yeah. people know. We assume yeah. people know things about your characters because you're likening your characters to a Superman, to a Batman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to a Spider-Man. If Peter Parker is, is stops making jokes and then he goes to fighting for real, everybody knows what's up because right. we've had years and years to to to, to lay that groundwork. Mm-hmm. We assume that our characters mm-hmm. and our issue to people know that about them already like right.
0: what? like nope, nope.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah so yeah so it.
0: let's start at the beginning here we we've we've danced around a little bit you have an idea for a comic let's say it's justice you it's brian lambert you have this idea for a character named justice where do you start with that
1: um if we're being fair uh-huh. uh i write out whatever the first idea is and i throw it away before anybody sees it. (laughs) Uh, I often talk to, uh, I've done things where, um, you know, talk to schools and kids and mentoring, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we all have stories to get out. But a lot of times that original idea Mm -hmm. is really not as good as you think it is. If you take that original idea and put that on the back burner and rewrite your idea, oftentimes the second version Mm -hmm. is the version you actually want. Yeah. The first version is like the cool one that you wrote as a kid you know what i mean it, it's got all the it's got all the happy nostalgia but it mm-hmm. doesn't have the story you're trying to tell um so i often write personally i often do two versions of whatever it is right um so justice for example the original idea of justice that had a lot of prose. i, I wrote a lot of prose for mm-hmm. was it was an angel you know black wing same setup basically but it was, he didn't have a name. It was like this mysterious kind of noir story that was cool, but it Mm. didn't totally make sense. Like he was just doing things and didn't really have a reason to do them. Right. Uh, So again, so I went and wrote the second idea uh, and that's when I came upon like justice as we know it today. So I think that actually writing out your idea is mm-hmm. is is where you start uh because a lot of times we how do i say this a lot of times we write out an idea but it's not the idea mm-hmm. and you write out some stuff and you right. like this will be really cool
0: you write like, it's more stuff. or less like an elevator pitch sometimes yeah the,
1: yeah the, yeah, the, yeah this is it yeah and yeah. it's and it's it's very sparse and it doesn't have a, a you got to have a beginning and an ending you got to know where at least this first part of your story is going to end so you've yeah. got to, and every no one Indie creators never want to talk about an ending for their characters, right? Right. We want again. We want them to go on in perpetuity.
0: Mm -hmm. Two hundred issues,
1: right? Right. But if you write a a, a plot or a synopsis or a summary for Mm -hmm. three issues, yeah, then you got something to start. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And and that is, I think, where you need to start. Well, when you you one should start with looking at okay, I'm telling a finite story. That's mm-hmm. part of a larger story. Yeah. But what am I saying in these first three issues? Yeah. Because it's not, as it's not saying creators, that you
0: have to end after three issues. No. But what, what's the first three issues story?
1: Yeah. yeah. And as any creators, that might take three years to do. Yeah. So that's a, a, an honest, smart way to, to look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, what am I doing in this first three? Um, and that's, that's where I start. Where do you start?
0: Well, I've, uh, you know, I've only really had two experiences. I'm living one right now. I'm developing a hopefully middle grade series for Indie Comics Dispatch. Um, We'll see how that goes. Um, But with Immortalis, when I did that, um, that was a story that had literally lived in my head for 20 years. Um, And so I had done what you were talking about that throwing away that first version in my head multiple times so i threw away the first version threw away the second version threw away the third version and then as i kind of got to know you and other people in the indie comics realm i thought you know this might make a good comic book because in my head originally it was a a novel a book Mm -hmm. um but switching it to to um sequential art just opened up a whole new a whole new um field of ideas and so i i did again did not an elevator pitch but a broad overview of the series so it's not the detailed overview of each issue but a broad overview um which was I guess probably about a page um of ideas for the of how I thought it would go um and I did two of those I just like you said you know even though that story had lived in my head forever thinking about it in comic book form I needed to do two of those and so there was one that was much more um scant on details And then when I redid the second time, you know, I was reading the first one. I was like, I can't I can't send this to Brian. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so I I looked at it again and through the eyes of of somebody who didn't know the story for 20 years. And so what details was I missing? And I still ended up missing some details, right?
1: I think we all all do. And I think that well, one, again, I'm going to say it a billion times, probably. Get an editor, get an editor, get an editor, yeah. right? Because, yeah. again, just different eyes that uh, want mm-hmm. you to succeed mm-hmm. are are great. And it's an editor is different than a best friend, mm-hmm. uh, different than a partner, different than all of those things. Yeah. And while Brett and I are friends, mm-hmm. uh, when I go into editing, I'm not his friend. No. I am. his editor. You're not not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I was talking to uh, Morgan Iverson, who does a, com- a comic uh, called Lumberjacks uh-huh. for Fourth Wall Productions, a, a great, uh, you know, sister company to Wingless Comics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we weren't talking about comics this time, but we were just talking in general. Um, and I had, I had said that, like, when we're communicating, we're not communicating for us. We're communicating for our audience, how our, how the person is going to receive it. And a lot yeah. of times in comics, we write for us mm-hmm. and not for how our audience is going to receive that information. Mm-hmm. And I think that someone like yourself who comes with a lot of knowledge, 20 years worth of a story and a lot of knowledge with regard to Immortalis and what you want to say and Constance and open all these things. There's so much information that you have yourself uh, that the mm-hmm. audience doesn't know. You say the, the Hagia the Sophia, right? And you're yeah. like, I know exactly what it is. And uh, your audience is like the what? The, who? The, the what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's those things. And we all have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where we will mention something um, in our books and in our series. And there is no previous knowledge, right? There's no societal knowledge mm-hmm. of this thing. Um, and that's an important part as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a danger to of letting it live in your head too long, I feel like. So we've talked about getting it on paper and planning it out, but some people let it live in their head too long where they have this whole universe worth of history and how everybody interacted three generations ago. And, Oh, you don't know this about that because actually he used to be a squirrel farmer or whatever, you know, like shit that doesn't matter, but somehow makes its way into the narrative of their books. Um, Don't let it live too long in your head. Get it on paper so that again, as your audience is reading, get that editor who can tell you that this makes no sense because it makes sense in your head because you let it live there too long and you have all these relationships formed and developed that don't matter. Um, I I love Sebastian Jones uh, quote. Um, He said when he was on the show one time, you know, let your own world don't know enough about your own world that it surprises you sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think as creators, sometimes we want to over plan things before we put it on paper. But just figure out the story you're trying to tell right then. And make sure it makes sense. You don't have to know the universe's history. In most I th- cases,
1: I think a lot of times people for uh, like people are about world building and lore building, which mm-hmm. I think is great.
0: Yeah, it's really cool.
1: But people forget what that takes. Sometimes mm-hmm. if you look at um Let's say uh, the Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. But I actually mean the Game of Thrones book, the first in the Song of right. Fire and Ice series. Um, there's like a there's a bunch of stuff that you learn in the very first book. Obviously, people have seen the series, so they know what happens. Um, and so the first book actually ends with Ned dying. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say that you get like a lot of history, blah blah blah. But in in the first chapter, you don't know that Ned Stark was part of the rebellion and all of these other things, right? You learn that later on Mm -hmm. and people forget that their comic book is not even necessarily the first chapter. It's Mm -hmm. the first piece of the first chapter. Mm -hmm. So while you have all of this, you do have all this lore and stuff. You can't lore books or lore books for a reason. They're a separate book where you get these histories and all these other things. um, But whatever the story that you're telling needs to focus on the characters and their relations in real time. If two people don't like each other because they've got history, there are ways to let that be known without having to write a paragraph of, yeah, in the third generation, their yeah. fathers. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense to what's happening in not, the
0: moment. Not everyone has to be J.R. Tolkien.
1: Seriously. Seriously. I mean, you don't. And even he wrote, like, "Yeah, look, The Hobbit has a bunch of history, but when you read The Hobbits by itself, mm-hmm. you just know what's there. Yeah. You don't know sauron you don't know the ring you don't Mm -hmm. know the war this night you just you have the hobbit this is what you got and this is i think i'm not
0: making this up but even tolkien didn't have all that figured out while he was writing the hobbit
1: nope nope he He went back and did all that and And that's why
0: the elves don't quite match to the elves in lord in the lord of the Rings saga Mm -hmm. you know there's stuff that just doesn't quite match yeah but it's okay we don't give a shit right we can explain it later
1: Right. Um, right. Yeah. That's a very big part. And and I think that, again, people get caught in trying to well, look, everybody's chasing Marvel. Everybody's mm-hmm. chasing DC. Mm-hmm. Let's not fool ourselves and line. Now, OK, of course, we've got some outliers who don't care and they just want to do their own books. Yeah. But, you know, for the most part, everybody is chasing that that big brand of hero. But it took these companies years upon years and acquisitions upon acquisitions to have these humongous universes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to take it slow and establish your character mm-hmm. in whatever and, form that takes.
0: And at the beginning they didn't even inhabit a shared universe. So, you know like there was Wonder Woman and Superman didn't inhabit the same universe necessarily.
1: No no they were uh, w- again as, as Indies there are milestones that we can reach at very, very small levels, Mm -hmm. just getting two stories out as an indie is great. Yeah. Right. Because you're building on what you have Two quality stories, because again, you can turn out uh, a story a month, depending on your artist and depending on what you're doing. But I mean, a story worth it's salt makes Mm -hmm. a big, big difference. Um, and getting two or three of those out and being consistent, that's a very, very large undertaking. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you've got to lay the groundwork. And the ground again, people are gonna care if you have good art. Mm -hmm. But why do they care? Right? Mm -hmm. Are now you wanna go from a place where people are supporting because it looked cool Mm -hmm. to now they're in they're they're involved and invested in the story you're telling. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can have any of that is if you start from the ground up, like if you start with your idea, if you put your idea on paper. Okay, now your idea is on paper, but what is the goal? That's another part that we were talking about ideas. Um, and something that gets glossed over. What is the goal? Yeah. If the goal of your hero is just to kind of be a badass, yeah. like that's gonna get boring after a while. <laughs> it does. Um so even if your hero is a badass, they need a goal. They need to be going towards something, not just oh, an alien came and they attacked, and okay, let's fight now. <laughs> and then another alien came and attacked, and let's fight. And I'm gonna do there's a bank robbery, I'm gonna fight them too. Like, but what? What? If your hero is just as much a plot device Mm -hmm. as your plot devices? Mm -hmm. That doesn't make for good storytelling. So you have to you have to know um, what your hero's goal and focus is.
0: Mm -hmm. Very important. And you said something a minute ago that people want good art. They do. But people will be okay with okay, art if you have a good story.
1: This is very, very, very true, and Mm -hmm. art that we're not usually uh, used to seeing, right? Because obviously, uh, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But look at a comic Mm -hmm. like Day Black; that is not your traditional comic art. People love the story, though, man, and they love the the art style, so it it blows up, you know. Um, And I and I think look at Jay Lee, Jay Mm -hmm. Lee, who sometimes controversial artist, right? But I remember when he was on um, Exhorts, like back in the Mm nineties, and people were pissed. People being me because I didn't like it. I was like, I don't understand why. Right. But then his style is such his style that it's, it's become its own thing. Um, so yeah, people will, your, your art is going to sell your book at least initially, right? Like good, bad and different. It's going to sell book. but what's going to keep people coming back is the story you're telling. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I would would even, and you can disagree with me. I would even wager to say the cover's going to sell your book yes 100 percent. and so if you're going to spend big on art great art get it on that cover if you can only afford okay art but then you need but then you'll have enough left over for an editor
1: do that on the inside yes 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 um yeah again there are a lot of story elements that go into it what are okay i don't like when we talk about tropes necessarily Uh Mm-hmm. but what are your favorite story elements that because every writer does this there are story elements yeah. that people repeat so what are your favorite story elements to ingrain in this thing even again before this is before we're at script you know you know you're going to do some things so what are your favorite elements to put there oh
0: god i love an underdog story um i i've realized that about myself i love an underdog story um and probably every story i tell will end up and Brian will probably at some point be like, Brett, get this the fuck out of there. You do this every time. We'll be an underdog story um, of how can these people win? Um, how are they going to survive? Why is this person chosen to do this? Um, and in the end, it all makes perfect sense because even though they were the underdog, there was this thing or whatever about them. Um, and so, yeah, I, an underdog story would be the one that immediately pops to my mind. Mm-hmm. In fact, those are some of my favorite books and movies too. Um, you know, Battle of Helm's Deep in in Lord of the Rings. A lot of people hate that that part because it drags on so long. That's my favorite really? damn part of the movies. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, who, 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 well, who hates that? Like, it's amazing. I got friends who hate it. Really? <laughs> are they really your friends? I don't think so now. <laughs> right, right. Like at this point, like what? If yeah. you hate Helm's Deep,
1: we can't right? be friends.
0: Yeah, um, just go away. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, underdog stories, um, I, I, those are going to be one of those tropes that I probably, um, put in a story almost every time, even if it's not the main, main plot device. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um,
1: I like stories of sacrifice, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like sacrifice has like multiple levels. Um, I feel like a hero without sacrifice isn't really a hero. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is something that i see in a lot of indie comics again um when i talk about things like this i always mention like you no know, justice is an angel like so he's like insanely powerful so mm-hmm. i'm not just going after powerhouse heroes but a lot of times our powerhouse heroes don't have to sacrifice anything
0: that's true uh, yeah
1: they don't take any damage they, there's no it's the you're not heroic if you can beat up everybody mm-hmm. and then you beat up everybody
0: well, that's why, I mean, the death of Superman in the 90s was such a huge event because he had grown to be this all powerful being that nobody could kill. And right. what the fuck does it matter if Lex Luthor develops a new kryptonite, something he's going to figure out a way to de- to defeat it? Yeah, yeah. That's why the yeah. death of Superman was such a
1: huge event. It really, really was. And I think that. I think that even the way it was written. Uh, so I love the death of Superman. Mm-hmm. Um the book, it's I have to trade paperback and I, I love it. And I love that the last issue is all splash panels. Yeah, like it's uh and as a kid, I didn't even realize that the last issue was all splash panels. Yeah. And as adult reading it, it's it's powerful. It's epic. It's mm-hmm. got this whole vibe to it. It's a great word. Yeah, I love him talking to himself. This is one of the few times where yeah. Superman's inner dialogue is a lot like Batman's.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Batman is usually talking himself through whatever's going on. And Superman is really like, oh, I punched some stuff and then I saved Lois and then I punched some other stuff and went away. But he's talking the whole time. Gee, I've never been hit like this. Oh, my God, he won't stop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're fighting. And uh, I remember at the the issue before the last on the last. It's another splash panel. It's the last page. Mm -hmm. And, like, Superman's getting hit in the jaw. He's punching Doomsday in the stomach. They're getting shot by laser (laughs) blasts. Like, the other hand is up. They're about to punch each other again. And Superman is like, Metropolis is where I draw the line. Right, mm-hmm. and it's just it has that feel of like, damn, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and he does sacrifice, and and um, so it's 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 though like it's a tale. Of, I guess it's an underdog tale as well, right? Because mm-hmm. even Helm's Deep is one of sacrifice. Like a yeah. lot of people, you know, when when Aragorn yells back at Legolas, like mm-hmm. he's like, "Then I'll die as one of them," right? Because yeah. they know they're gonna die. Yeah. Um, and so I think that those again if you have the overwhelming army and then you win oh okay yeah. <laughs> like like that's not, that's there's nothing again there's nothing heroic about that right? right because the hero with the overwhelming army doesn't fight he finds a way to make mm-hmm. the his enemy you know surrender or whatever right like mm-hmm. you find an alternate means because if you go and just massacre a bunch of people you can't call yourself a hero at that exactly um so fair. i i love I love tales of sacrifice and and when you have to even if you ultimately win you've got to give something for that victory Um, yeah so
0: i'm gonna pause us for a minute just to tell everybody about our sponsor comics wellspring so we don't want you to jump to printing your comic book yet we want you to have a good comic book but when you do print your comic book we want you to print it through comics wellspring um and i'm going to play their sponsor spot
1: What does it mean to feel inspired? To be moved. To be awed. To feel creative. Inspiration. It motivates us. It encourages us to create something epic. And the best part of it all is that it's all around us. Woo-hoo! Inspiration creates inspiration. Bring your stories to life and inspire your world. Print your comic books with comics well sprayed.
0: You can learn more about Comics Wellspring by visiting comics with an X at the end, not a CS, but X just like the Dispatch, uh, comicswellspring.com. Um, so, okay, we, we've been on for about 30 minutes, um, a little over 30
1: Real yeah. Before we go, I do want to say this about Comics Wellspring as well. Um, they are a wealth of knowledge for beginning creators. They have a lot of resources on their site um, that tell you and walk you through the steps of creating your first comic and yep. PDFs, and, and they are just a pretty. Okay, I don't have to say this part because they I know they're a sponsor for ICD. But like I get to step into my wingless mode here and say, yep. um, without the sponsorship, I would still be saying this about Comics Wellspring because they are a great company. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are very communicative. And they really, really help the indie community. So if you are looking to start your comic or looking to for resources, check out Comic Wellspring.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. And they, they truly want to see not only because their business relies on it, but because they are fans of indie comics, they want to see indie, the indie comic community grow. So yes, definitely yes. check them out. Um, so, OK, recap, you have an idea. And so I think we've said so far, don't let it live in your head forever. Figure out the reason for your idea. If it's a clone, OK, is it needed? Um, what, what purpose does your hero serve? Is he just a, he or she just a plot device or is there something more? What tropes are you relying on? And then start getting that overview on paper and let somebody else read it to figure out what you're missing. Did I cover it all?
1: Yes, yes, okay. yes. I thought of one really, uh, another really important one. And I will, we'll likely forget it. If I don't say it uh-huh. reference. Reference, 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 and I get that a lot of times that we use reference as only we're thinking only in terms of like, oh, we need picture reference to give to our artists. No, go and research if you are. If you're in Gotham City, Gotham City is based on something Mm -hmm. Gotham City is based on New York. Mm -hmm. Go and research. Yeah the place that you are basing your character out of if you're if you're basing your stuff out of Atlanta go and research Atlanta don't just yeah. put a bunch of random things there yeah. Don't just put random architecture or whatever um but again research what you're talking about if your hero yeah. is an archer you should know some archery
0: yeah you should things, know how to shoot a bow like right You
1: things right like watch some YouTube something yeah. um so that you can talk about it intelligently like you can't have it's it's weird I'm using archers just because it's easy But you'll have a master archer that Mm -hmm. uses no archery terms, which makes no sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like, or, you know, no calculations, no nothing, no sights, No. Mm -hmm. So you have to you don't have to. (laughs) It would just behoove you to research what you're talking about and use reference because the Mm -hmm. reference also helps you um, visualize what's actually going on um, in your story.
0: So I, I would summarize that as take a moment to know what you don't know and yeah. and, and find out, find the reference for that. Um, yeah. in, in issue two of Immortalis, there's a naval battle and um, there's some boat terms that I wanted to make sure that I got right. So I found a friend who had a friend who um, sailed sailboats and could tell me the proper term so that I didn't sound like a damn idiot. Um, right. Or so the character didn't sound like a damn idiot who says yeah. it and thereby extension me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I knew I knew nothing. I know nothing about sailing. Um, and so I researched the the, the actual battle that happened um, historically, knowing that we would change some things um, for for the fictional version of it. But then, you know, if people are calling out commands and stuff, they need to say the right words. And so um, I, I found somebody who knew it. And social media is a great, wonderful thing where for the most part, people are happy to help you with a simple question or two. Um, and so we live in a world where you have so much information at your fingertips. There's no excuse to not kind
1: of try to get that right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, again, one of the things that I like about a comic, like let's say death stroke mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, something like that is they'll have him up on the building and he's about to snipe somebody, but mm-hmm. then they'll, there'll be like a soliloquy of, of ballistics. Really really quick, right? Yeah. But it just shows that little piece. I think Star Trek does this really well. Mm-hmm. And obviously time travel and space travel and blah blah blah. It's all out of my realm. Right. But they'll give you those little factoids and those little pieces of like, hey, we can mm-hmm. bend this whatever, right? Because we bent mm-hmm. light and it's the Azimuth bridge of that. You're like, "Oh, well, that <laughs> makes sense then." Yeah, um, totally. Right, right. Because somebody did their research and so it, again it grounds your your story mm-hmm. more in um in reality it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be realistic at all yeah. but it makes it so that it's easier for the reader and your audience to digest
0: yeah yeah and they're i mean like star trek is a great example because their writers aren't physicists right but they, they read enough to, they know enough to reference stuff to be like okay this seems plausible and then an actual physicist will come out later and write like the physics of star trek and like say okay this is how all this could happen yeah and, and yeah. go into the details of it right so, yeah, yeah.
1: I also think that research is important um, in that when we talk about clones, yeah. um, Superman, if you are again, if you're writing Superman from Action Comics number one, mm-hmm. it's not going to go over well. Yeah. Superman is is beloved and also reviled at this point because of his character, right? Mm-hmm. because he's had so many years and he's had to evolve and change. So if you're writing a Superman clone and again, all your Superman clone does is be really strong and punch people, yeah, no one really wants to read that anymore. Yeah. Superman, uh, one of the big criticisms about Superman, well, Man of Steel, is that he wasn't like Superman because he wasn't like hopeful and he wasn't a symbol of this and that and blah, 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 blah. And so um, Superman has become more than he started out as. So if you are starting from, oh man, I'm making an iconic character, but that iconic character is steeped in the past Mm -hmm. without research, Mm -hmm. that character often falls flat. Yeah. outside of your original support which is just people who like you yeah right? exactly um, which is different than your consumer base mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: i would say that like in, in terms of myself i'd say that my brett base people who just like brett versus a fan base people who like what i actually make yeah yeah um yeah yeah that's that's so true um so so you get a detailed overview um no matter how long that needs to be you need to have some sort of narrative that you can put on paper that somebody else can read and says, does this make sense? Then what I I did next is I thought I looked at that, that overview and I thought, I think I can do four issues out of this. I really wanted to do five for some reason, because the number five in my head sounded better, I guess. Mm -hmm. But when I was looking at it and when I was honest with myself, four seemed like the right number for the amount of story I had to tell. Mm -hmm. What about you with justice? Um,
1: I have done them in sections. Uh, I have a, another really good friend, Jason Reeves, one three three art. And he does our printing. He also does publishing. A uh, really great friend uh, at one of my first conventions because Justice originally was going to be like six issues for the first art. Oh wow! And he was like, "Why?" <laughs> and I was like, "Because <laughs> is, that's what Jim Lee and those guys do." And he was he immediately was like, "But you're not Jim Lee. Like you're not X Men. Right? You're an indie creator." Right. That I was he's like, are you really going to make people wait six years Mm -hmm. to finish finish one story for you? Mm -hmm. Because he was like, that's a possibility. You Mm -hmm. might only be able to do one issue per year. Um, And so it made me reevaluate. How much information I really had, Mm -hmm. do I, did I need did I need to be Brian Michael Bendis and and bloat my story or could I condense it and get to the really important stuff and say the really important stuff? and I've used that theory for the rest of the time. So most of my arcs or stories, I design them in my head now to be three or four issues mm-hmm. or being the top normally. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything less than that, um, I feel like is workable. Yeah. Um, I also write my idea out um, in, in like the three act structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, Hey, this is the, these are, our, these are the people, we've got our introductions going. And that's mostly yeah. the first issue. The second and third issues are, hey, this is the action. And this yeah. is the conflict that they're going to have. And then the fourth issue, okay, now we got to resolve this conflict that we've had yeah. that's two or three. And again, I think if you are writing your hero in a form or your protagonist in a form of they've got a, a starting point and an endpoint, the endpoint, the starting point being Spoiler alert, guys! For the next Justice art, because I'm not going to tell you how this new first one ends. Um, but Justice is here. A new group of people come and upset the balance of peace that he's got going, mm-hmm. on, like in in general, right? That's the conflict. So, in two issues, two and three, we, how does he deal with them upsetting the balance? Is he right? Are they right? Mm-hmm. You know, which one does the public want? What mm-hmm. what is society saying? And then in issue four, we've got to resolve that. So mm-hmm. if you do something where you say, okay, we start here, relative peace, then we get to turmoil, then we get to resolution. Mm-hmm. You've got a complete story by the end of that.
0: Yep. Yep. Um,
1: and that's an easy form of doing it. Like, because again, so people talk about three act structure and some people get lost and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I got to do the hero's journey in every arc.
0: And no, you don't. no, you <laughs> don't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So you can do, you know, normal, abnormal conclusion. Yeah. Um, And I think that I think doing it like that has helped me a lot. I think that's that's a good point because
0: unknowingly, I did that with immortality with the four issues, exactly like you just laid it out. But it's because of that three act structure. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what that is, if you if you forgot that from grade school, when you learned it, if you just didn't really pay attention. um, Maybe you didn't learn it wherever you grew up take a minute and read just even the wikipedia article on a three-act structure um because it's it's great knowledge to have and like brian said it will make it very easy to outline that first story um very easy and just because you have an end point to your story doesn't mean you don't have another beginning point in your mind already right after that yeah. um but do yourself a favor don't explore that next beginning point too
1: soon make sure you have a solid first arc i think a lot of us mm-hmm. creators in general uh, will come from like one of two camps. The majority, in my opinion, mm-hmm. come from one of two camps. Um, a lot of people come from the Star Wars storytelling camp yeah, or the 90s cartoon storytelling camp. And this is sometimes why we get kind of caught up. Star I almost started
0: seeing the X Men theme for you and then I, I stopped myself.
1: <laughs> you know, I, that's <laughs> that's exactly what I think of when Me I think too. of 90s storytelling, Me right? Too. Nostalgically, I love the X Men 90s cartoon. Mm hmm. If I was trying to write a comic now and I'm basing it off of that stuff, it would be horrible. Yeah, it would. Be. Um, and again, you have a lot of people that have seen that cartoon and then they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna write a comic. Right. So mm-hmm. th- then all their heroes meet in a mall as well. And then like, <laughs> let's make a super team. and it's, It doesn't really make sense. Um, right. When when you start elevating the craft itself. The other part of that is that people think that um, you write Star Wars, right? So you got a, three movies, three books, whatever about this one epic story. And then it's the end and then the next one. And people forget like Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. I look at is like the further adventures of Indiana Jones, because oh. all of his stories are unconnected, but it's still yeah. a trilogy. Yeah, um, Whereas Star Wars is deeply connected and it's mm-hmm. a trilogy. You don't always have to do that No. You know, yeah. the, honestly, Raiders of the Lost Star, even though it didn't need Indiana Jones in it. Um, At all because the plot would just go on but um you could you could break that into three parts in three different Mm -hmm. movies Mm -hmm. right and then that would be one trilogy and you could do that for each piece but what they did is they condensed it gave you the pieces of the story you needed and then said okay here's his next adventure so Mm -hmm. i think a lot of comic book creators should look at that more their first story our first arc or whatever is, even if it Mm -hmm. ends. Okay, then the next event, the next adventure he goes Mm -hmm. on to is such and such. The next adventure he goes on to is such and such, which is a lot of how a lot of comics
0: start or even I'm going to sound crazy with this one. So just bear with me. Home Alone, the difference between home alone one and home alone two. It's complete. I mean, completely different settings, different. Your 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 side characters are different. You you have three main characters that repeat in the in the second one and but everything else about that is different yeah and so they told a complete story you're right it's not like star wars that they're so deeply connected and interwoven that you have to watch them all um but you can do self-contained stories that are good still like indiana jones like
1: kevin mcallister right right like die hard yeah like die hard yeah hard you get die hard one and you get die hard and then you go into two which is completely different and then you go into three which kind of dovetails back on the one you get, mm-hmm. you get a little Easter egg here or there. And then you, you know, so you can or fuck even James Bond. Seriously. I mean, seriously. Yeah.
0: yeah, you have great stories out there as reference that you don't have to, you don't have to have it interwoven for 80 issues in your head, yeah. you can tell yeah. one good arc. And then you can tell another good arc.
1: Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen if you're doing that? Is that by your third, fourth, fifth? I don't know, whatever. These arcs are gonna to start to line up because yeah. you're going to have things and characters and people that you wanna bring back yeah. and that have reasons to come back and little story threads without trying to make every story thread yourself, Oh, I'm gonna lay this little Easter egg here so later on they can come and it's a nobody catches that, right? Yeah. And and it's and it's also it leaves you with like a hanging line sometimes where, mm-hmm. well, why did such and such even do that? How does that even make sense? Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, I think that there are just there's just a wealth of and I, I consider this also research, but there's a wealth of things that you can use in order to build not only a good story, but the story you actually want to tell. Yeah. You know, yeah. you want everybody to really like to, to know that your hair, your character is a badass. Mm-hmm. OK, well, don't tell us. Show mm-hmm. us. Right. And you're going to show us through these great stories mm-hmm. where they've got to do things that are above their grade and and mm-hmm. I read an article a while ago that said goku's not really a good character which is true because goku is i mean he's fun i don't get me wrong i love dragon Ball, right but 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 goku as we see him now he doesn't have to do anything he's gonna fight somebody and then they're gonna almost beat him Mm -hmm. maybe even kill him he's gonna come back and he's just gonna punch him again right um he's not his character arc and growth is but this is why people love vegeta Vegeta went from being like this evil dude to being like a fighter. And now he's chasing Mm -hmm. Goku and he's he's got he's actually got a goal. Goku's goal is like, I just want to be stronger and fight more people. Vegeta is actually chasing the guy so that he can be, you know, Mm -hmm. the the Lord of all sayings, like he can be the guy. He's got a goal Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what makes him a better character. And that's what you want for your badass characters. Like, you want them to have something that they're reaching for. If they're Mm -hmm. not reaching for anything,
0: then what's the point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one more thing on, on story arc, when you're when you're kind of outlining your story. Um, as a fan, this is me as a fan of indie comics. You tell me you have a 12-issue arc. This is kind of the same point that Jason told you. Um, I'm not sure I want to invest the time in it because stat- statistically, as an indie creator, you probably aren't getting all 12 or 20 issues out or whatever. And if you do it's going to take years upon years upon years that I'm going to be waiting on that story. And then I just, I lose interest and I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. You tell me you have a three, four, even five issue arc. And I'm like, okay, I can stick around for that. I want to see what happens. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So Um, I've seen as a, as both creator and fan, I've seen both and mm -hmm. uh, it's no secret. We've talked about nightfall on the program before Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Um, Getting nightfall finish in two years
0: mm-hmm.
1: was a, a lift.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because again you've got you got competing schedules, you've got story, mm-hmm. you've got approvals that have got to get done, you've got art and all these other things that have got to you know, go hand in hand. So even getting five issues in two years. Yeah. Like I said, was a lift. Um and 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 even at the end of that I had, you know, we had people that were hitting us up, hey, it's been three months, where's is issue five? You know? Um <laughs> And it's like well we have to produce it first yeah um so that that time aspect is a huge 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 piece mm-hmm. of of everything we do also what story are you as an indie creator telling in 12 mm-hmm. that you can't tell in four that yeah. you can't tell in six yeah um uh i know one company and i they've been going at it for years so it's slightly different um advent comics has a maxi series called cosmos mm-hmm. but it literally is a, a maxi series yeah it literally has hundreds of indie ca- characters um with cameos of various sizes and different things and I, so I feel like that that undertaking and shout out Tony Cottrell because mm-hmm. that's a crazy crazy undertaking yeah and he's doing it but he's one of the few that I've ever even heard
0: yeah Tony's got those kind of resources to do that and the yeah. the Get gumption, maybe,
1: right. <laughs> um, and that's few and far between. Yeah, like, it's not. This is that is not your average. Tony no. is is abnormal. Yeah. I mean, then the best way, Tony. I love you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you are. Yeah, you are insane, sir
0: and i bet i I don't want to speak for tony but i bet he didn't get into it thinking i'm gonna be like this author tony's just telling the story he has to tell and he told little stories first and now he can tell that that bigger story because he's been doing it for so long Mm um so yeah yeah Yeah. well so you you get your arc um laid out i don't know if you can hear my dog is going crazy upstairs sorry if it's coming through on the audio um only a little you're good okay um And so you you got your kind of arc done. And then what I did, and I don't know know about you, is I outlined in fairly good detail each individual issue in that arc before I even scripted the first issue. Yes.
1: Um, I have uh, actually I have a massive document. So all of that don't do 200 issues and don't write (laughs) those. I'm lying to you because I did it myself. Uh, But no, after I did those those outlines, uh, just like you, I actually do, I have a heading for all of mine, right? Mm -hmm. I know which it's the next arc is, you know, blah, the darkness arc, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll say issues, you know, I guess, you know, four through six or whatever it is. Um, And as I will label them and as I go back to actually write it, I'll go back through the summary that I did or the plot or whatever. Or even if it's just a log line or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, And I'll chop that whatever information I have in into bits. how many issues do I want? Okay. If I want three issues, Mm -hmm. where can I end? What idea can I end these three issues on? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, There's a movie called uh, Bowfingers or Steve Martin, Mm -hmm. Eddie Murphy. I absolutely love the movie, right? It's funny. But Steve Martin says at one point, he's like, it's an action movie. He runs away from the aliens. He runs towards the aliens. He runs away from the aliens. Like who cares? (laughs) Right. And so that's how I, cut up my script ideas mm-hmm. okay he ran away from the aliens okay we gotta stop there because then that's like a that's a, a resolution piece right he was fighting and he had to run away okay so we're gonna stop there uh because that'll that'll be a hook oh he runs towards the aliens okay cool that's a badass moment for my character so yep. we're gonna stop there um he runs away from the aliens again at the end <laughs> okay cool the <laughs> ultimate thing is he can't beat them and he you know what i mean um yep. so i i always go in and cut up whatever summary information i have mm-hmm. uh to make it to where um there's interest i'm gonna grab interest mm-hmm. and this is something i'm gonna ask you because i i know because i know the story ultimately how do you work in story hooks so that we in issue one on this mm-hmm. it's the end so then we go into issue two how do you how do you go about working in story hooks when we're talking about these summaries and things like that?
0: So, for me, I mean, I guess kind of the same way you described, I'm looking at that detailed overview that I've written of the first four issues, and I'm thinking, okay, where should, what's, what's, in my head, I'm thinking, what's a badass spot to end each issue, right? And is it badass or not? I don't know. In my head, it, it feels yeah. like it, right? So, yeah. let me have that. And so, um, I I look at it and I'm like, okay, here. Okay, well, if I end that issue here, what does that mean for the next issue? Okay, I can end it here. I can end it here. And that's ultimately, honestly, how I got from five issues to four issues was looking at it going, okay, I can end here, I can end here, I can end here. This is only four issues. Like, this tells the story perfectly. If I end here, here, here. I'm done. I don't need a fifth issue. Otherwise, I'm just bloating the story. And so, again, that that kind of like, that hook like you said like if i end the issue here i hope people are pumped to see what happens at the beginning of the next issue yeah yeah but that's why i think it's important to have that all written down so that you can divide it up like that
1: i also feel like um and i know a lot of people are just you know what we quote unquote call natural writers or whatever Mm -hmm. else there are some people who are adept at it look everybody can't be jay-z everybody can't just get in the booth and not write stuff down i feel like a lot of us should because a lot of sometimes our ideas that we think are really cool are not really Mm -hmm. cool like visually Mm -hmm. they don't play um the same way also conversely you get lost in your story um i was reading a comic before obviously that'll remain nameless and um in one issue there was like a bank robbery that the superhero stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like I guess to show that they were like a cool, you know, hero. Right. But I was like, but he's got cosmic powers. Why is he stopping bank robberies? Like that right. to me that didn't make sense. But okay, cool. I don't feel like that shows you being cool. Yeah. I feel like if you have that level of power, I'm not saying you should be humble, but you should have a lighter touch with a guy who just robs a bank. Yeah. Um, but then okay, so we do the next part and then the next issue. Out of nowhere, he gets attacked by cosmic beings. Right. And he's fighting these cosmic beings, and there's no like there's nothing to it. There's yeah. no reason for it. Yeah. And so as I'm reading this story, in my mind, I'm like, did we just get did 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 we get lost in the story? Right. Did the writer get lost in the story? Because what are we talking about? We're looking, the the bad guys are looking for something. Your hero has no idea what it is, which makes sense. That part is cool. But again, if there's no resolution, there's no, Marvel did a very, very good job of having the infinity stones on earth. Mm -hmm. So when Thanos and the children of Thanos came and they were beating everybody's ass to get these stones, it made sense because they were already there. We've already Mm -hmm. seen them. Um, If they had just jumped into that in the last movie You're just like, well, wait, what? Are they been here the whole time?
0: How convenient is that?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And so I think writing some of this stuff down and really going over it makes it so that you don't get lost in those in those pitfalls and lost in your own story.
0: Yeah, or lost in the I saw this one time. I want this to be happened to my character, too. Um, yeah. threads that get tugged on too often yeah. in indie comics
1: yes yes yeah. at least change it up a little bit guys yeah. god yeah. <laughs> it can it can happen right like it exactly. can happen i get it but switch it up just a bit.
0: <laughs> so so next time we we record we're going to be talking about going from all this we just talked about to a script um, and I'm not sure if that's gonna be one episode or two episodes, probably just one. Um, and then maybe another second episode on editing a script. Um, I think
1: he doesn't realize how much I can talk about scripts. I'm yeah, I'm sure would screen next time too. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah,
0: that'd be great for the podcast version, right? Right? And so if you look here, I'm just gonna, it's gonna be all vague details.
1: If you look here and this line, yeah, it's going be amazing.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, so um i hope this has been helpful um to somebody out there um even if you're a creator maybe we said something that resonates with you that um you know you need to do better about like for me i know brian knows i know um but he still has to remind me sometimes i need to be more patient and so i need to make sure that that stuff um doesn't just kind of jump out of nowhere or that certain situations aren't taken too casually right um and so brian is great at that for me for being that reader. Um, we all have that thing. Hopefully we've touched on it um, in here for you. And it's a reminder to you to write down your arc, to to make sure you have connections for everything that need connections, but not so deep of connections that you get lost in your own world building. Um, so hopefully this has been um, a help. Um, I've enjoyed it. I don't know yeah. about you. Brian. I, I
1: just want to say, I don't have a thing. I'm actually a perfect, <laughs> amazing writer. The moment I, Put you know, pin the paper. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I'll let you so think so, that. <laughs> so so there's that. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I I feel like we obviously we all have places we can improve, and mm-hmm. I think that these dialogues actually help some of that improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Because again, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, mm-hmm. especially especially when you're writing. Um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's actually fun. I love talking about script. I love talking about story. Brett and I, well, you know, we do this offline all the time Yeah. But, um, and, 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 and add in Malachi and we could be somewhere for six hours talking about it. So, yeah. um, I think it's good and I think it's important. And I think that, um, if we kind of demystify some of this, mm-hmm. I think that overall the quality of indie comics and indie stories, mm-hmm. um, will improve
0: because because and on that because the community is so close that we always want to go oh your story's so cool man yeah and maybe it's not always maybe they have something they need to work on but we don't want to tell them because it would hurt their feelings yeah. um and conversations like this allow somebody to hear what they need to hear and not get their feelings hurt like mm-hmm. brian always hurts mine so
1: i definitely do <laughs> it's so it's so sad that doesn't make an actual thing it's not on purpose <laughs> <You>
0: know, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure you don't actually hurt my feelings that often,
1: uh, you know, I've 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 hurt my share of feelings and to all those I've hurt, Um <laughs> I'm playing with me, you deserved it <laughs> right better. No, um uh, again, I think that uh, if we're working from a place of trying to elevate the craft yeah. in general, yeah. Um yeah. even I get I get egotistical about some of the stuff I write, but uh, yeah. again, it, uh, Greg Anderson, Elize is notorious for like I think I did something dope, and he's like, but could you just do something else? And I am like, no, Greg, <laughs> I can't. So um, I think oh, we all right. have that. And I think we all need that, though. It keeps us, yeah. it keeps 100%, us. one hundred percent. We all
0: need that one hundred, um, and again, it
1: keeps us elevating as well. And that's mm-hmm. to me, that's a big part. I want us to elevate mm-hmm. um, as an indie comics community.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Again, get your comics printed at Comics Wellspring. Go to ComicsWellspring.com. They are huge supporters of the industry, and so we we want to support them as much as possible also. Um, And until next time, we'll see you later. Why are you still listening? It's the end of the podcast. But since you listened to the whole thing, since you're still here at the end, As this podcast ends, as you exit out of the episode, why don't you give us a rating? And if you're not following or subscribing to us yet, go ahead and do that too. As I said at the beginning of the show, it helps a lot and you'll be doing the dispatch a big favor.